Hello, everybody, and welcome to I Disagree. This is Jordan Coburn from my couch alone in front of my computer. And my co-host is far, far Steve away. Oh, Steve. I dropped the gun, but I wanted to tell you you're not alone. We're all here with you. Yes, it's we're both in San Diego. Steve's in the good spot. He lives in downtown where he gets to see the light show that they all do at 8 p.m. to uh, show support for all the emergency workers, right? Yeah, and that, that happens in like 18 minutes too, so hopefully we'll be able to hear it from the from the podcast. But yeah, at 8 o'clock every night downtown, everybody goes nuts on their balcony. Everybody's like flicking the lights and banging pots and yelling shit. And, I uh, love it. Yeah, it's crazy. I hope they that it happens it after some horribly sad moment in the podcast, and then we'll just hear <laughs> we'll just hear all of the cheers and pots and pans clacking and cheer <laughs> from everyone. Um, with us today is a good friend, up and coming comic in San Diego, and he's been to China. Welcome, Mike Friedman, everybody. I said I've been to a Chinese restaurant. Uh, <laughs> Oh. oh man! Well, you're all you've got, and this is a quarantine, so I'm gonna need you to look. I'll alive. do my best. Yeah, I, I got it. I mean, I was I was really observant in the restaurant, so perfect. <laughs> I think you get the gist of it then. Yeah. It's bonus points if it was a Thai Chinese fusion. You've got. Uh, we'll bring you back on for our, our Thai episode as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll just be the yeah, expert on all, anything Asian. Yes. Anything from the Eastern Hemisphere. <laughs> yes. Uh, in all seriousness, this podcast is going to be three white people, two of them white men, talking about uh, issues that are centered around a country that Steve and I know nothing about, if I may speak for you, Steve. And... Oh, I know so much about China. Do you really? No. Oh, perfect. <laughs> you, know everything, you know everything I've told you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've been picking Friedman's brain for like six months every time I'm in the green room with him because he's got all these crazy China stories. But uh, now, now hopefully we'll be able to get to hear some on air. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Oh, man. I'd be- love to hear that stuff too. I mean, it's it's uh, we'll keep it politically correct as you see Ooh. fit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to offend any of our mainland Chinese listeners. Yes. Or, uh, or yes, the Xi regime. Yes, exactly. Is that how you say it? Is it she or is it she or she? She. She. Yeah, the X is like kind of like an SH noise. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we learned something about China already. Look at that. That's it. I'm done here. (laughs) Um, But no, Mike did actually live in China for for a minute, and um, yeah, we just like assume. The stuff we want to talk about, a lot of it is going to be based around what, how China tends to like handle things, all these you know claims that are being thrown around. So Steve had the idea of having you on, thinking that you would have more perspective than we would as to like the tone that they tend to govern with over there and shit, and like what the fuck might actually be going on. That's Among fair. other things, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, should I list my credentials for the for the listeners? Let's hear it. <laughs> my, my Chinese Start with cr- your credentials. Start with what? Start with your Twitter handle. My Twitter handle. Anita Guchlik? Ooh, really? really? Yeah. 
Amazing. No, <laughs> I have no followers. In middle school, that would have crushed. Yeah, I need <laughs> It might be just Anita G. No, I think it's Anita Guchlik. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about that, but China. Um... Uh, yeah, no. Welcome the voice of authority on a very complex and delicate topic. You can follow him on Twitter. <laughs> I need a Magooch lift. <laughs> There's no M in there, but that's oh, not sorry. bad. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a, a Freudian slip right there. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to the other general direction. Of just uh... Agree or disagree, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We're starting off as friends here. I have a feeling, though. Well, okay. So, anyways, everybody that's listening, this is our first episode in the quarantine. And... We're trying out Zencaster, uh, which is a remote audio recording thing. So the audio is probably not going to be as good as it normally is in our studio. Uh, apologies in advance. It is what it is. Uh, we always are open to feedback if there's like another thing you know of that you think works better. But hopefully this is going to work okay. And uh, yeah, this is our fourth episode we're releasing. And we wanted uh, to, you know, our first three episodes, we did our backlogged ones that you probably noticed had nothing to do with coronavirus amidst all of this chaos. So today, trigger warning, if you're not trying to listen to any corona shit, this, like most of this episode is probably going to be about corona stuff. So now that that warning is given, I feel like we can continue. Yeah, and I, I think uh, what you mentioned about Zencaster, that that's a good opportunity for us to, to plug the Patreon and, and talk about what the Patreon is. Because um, I don't so, know. Well, Mike Friedman, I, I would encourage you to, uh, to become a patron of the I Disagree podcast. So, <laughs> I don't even know what Patreon home. is. If, if you visit us at patreon.com. It's like making people pay to go up on the open mic. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, I have a general idea of what Patreon is. Well, the idea is the, the Patreon is what funds this podcast, guys. And that's we've been using that money for studio time and things like that. Obviously, now we're having to go over to the Zencaster thing that Jordan mentioned. Um, and the sound quality may or may not turn out to be good. But... For all the people that are already contributing to the Patreon, uh, thank you very much. It is much appreciated. And if you're wondering where your money is going, then we are trying to invest in some additional equipment so that we'll be able to do these remote podcasts during the, the current global apocalypse. So thank you. You would go to patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. And one of the benefits of being a patron at our Patreon is that you can submit warm up topics for us. So... With that being said, I think we should start the warm-up round. What do you think, guys? Let's do it. Okay, this first one comes from Megan Mitchell. And uh, you got, you guys are some young bucks. I don't know if you're going to get this reference, but uh, Van Halen or Van Hagar? Oh, I do not get that. You don't get that reference at all, do you? No. Do you, Mike? Uh, I mean, I know who Sammy Hagar is. And so I'm, ass- I'm assuming Van Halen is... Van Halen, is it pre or post Sammy Hagar days? Oh my God! Yeah, so so the original Van Halen lineup had right. uh, David Lee Roth as David Lee Roth. Man, he right. left to be weird and goofy somewhere else, and then they got the Sammy man. Hagar, and they called that era of the Van Halen years the Van Hagar years. Yes. Ooh. Okay. See, I'm not like deep enough, but I'm gonna so, go with David Lee Roth. So. 
Van Halen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm getting right to it. It's Van yeah, Halen. That's a real careful deliberation you just had in front of all this. Let me see. Um, I don't know. I don't honestly. I couldn't tell you a single Van Halen song right now. I'm the least equipped person to have any opinions on this, so Not I have to. One. What about Hot for Teacher? It plays at Madhouse every night. Yeah, that's Van Halen. That's, I was, that's oh, that's, the oh. Is that the one that's like... That actually is it. It came to in the end. At first, I was like, I don't know where this one's going. <laughs> but it came, yeah. it came all together. Uh, one more time. How does it go? <clears throat> that's pretty much it. That pretty much is like... I guess, do we have two votes for Van Halen then? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I might be into Van Jordan. <laughs> I will not be proud for you. <laughs> what was that? Uh, as, was what, Steve? What did yes. Steve say? Uh, I don't know. Oh, what, what's my? Well, as, as I guess as the the elder statesman here, that's old enough uh, yeah. to get the reference. I'll say they both suck. I'm taking Van Megadeth. Just, yeah. <laughs> wow, you're just putting it out right there. You're just gonna say all Van Halen sucks? No, they got they got some good tracks. What Obviously, jump, Van Halen Steve. can tread. Who is that? A is that a Van Halen song? Yeah, Who? everyone knows that song. They played at like football games. Which oh, one? is that? Oh no, I was thinking Shout. <laughs> no, they're very similar songs. Really? Oh, jump. Steve, is that uh, the one jump? that goes? Uh, is that the one jump. that goes? Jump, jump. Jump, jump. No, it goes like, you might as well jump. Jump. (laughs) Oh, you guys are making a crisscross. Oh my god, yes. No, jump by Van Van Halen. See, I got Wikipedia in front of me. I can I can I can fact check. Oh, one thing we didn't tell you about this podcast is we don't do any research. (laughs) And fact checking is not allowed. (laughs) Fact checking is actively discouraged. (laughs) Okay, actually, I like that more. I'll fit in a lot. I get lazy. <laughs> Although now we do have screens in front of our faces as we're recording remotely, so who knows? Maybe, maybe we can be our own. No, gene. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick okay. to it. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> All right. Well, then that question settled, I guess. Now we'll move what? on to our next patron, Jenny Dowd. She wants to know the proper installation. This is very uh, appropriate for the times, too. The uh, the proper installation of toilet paper roll, front versus back. Oof. Now, first of all, we gotta we gotta clarify what what is front and what is back. What which is which? Well, back is. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'm the expert on toilet paper here. I've got like. <laughs> 60 or 70 rolls so you know i can uh no i'm joking okay. <laughs> we're about to jump on you dude <laughs> i know i was surprised i was like oh you're gonna just let me uh keep all this toilet paper um but, but no no back would be when the the sheet of paper is hanging closer to the wall than in the front uh yes totally front front would be if you have a bitch ass cat, it could single handedly ruin your bathroom just by like scuttling, uh, scuttling could be, on it, right? That could be the reason for the back. Yes. Yes. It so could I think be. that right there settles it, huh? We solved it. I don't think I we remember- agreed or did. I think we're solving mysteries. We should. Uh, Together. 
Yeah, I think we're actually coming to answers. This should be the I deduce podcast. That's yeah. true. Hey, we're not here for solutions. We're here to breed hostility strictly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we should, we should get it. You should actually, uh, you should bring on like two comics that we know of that have history. That have, Ooh, yeah. Name. On, on fake names. <laughs> I'm not naming names. <laughs> no, we're going to. We're we're gonna not bring the drama of the San Diego comedians <laughs> page into uh, <laughs> into this podcast. We'll it could be a real it. hit. Could be a real it hit. It it could be with the ten <laughs> with the ten audience members. But yeah, okay, toilet paper. I, I gotta say, I used to install it haphazardly, any which way. I didn't know what was up, what was down. My life was a mess. And then one <laughs> day... Sounds like a pitch for some therapy. Sounds <laughs> like an infomercial. <laughs> and then one day, Ryan was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, what do you mean, what is this? And he's like, what kind of animal taught you how to install toilet paper? I was like... I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. And he's like, yeah, you put it like this. So then I don't even remember the reason now. I just remember that the way I was doing it was not the way you should do it. And now... Which way did he choose? Front. Front. Yeah, that's the appropriate way. Yeah. I thought you just said back because of cats. No, no, no. Well, I mean... I I said that that would be... Oh, oh. Jordan said that. Yes. I don't have cats. I am devoid of companionship feline wise so i (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with front and i can't even tell you what the argument for front is mike what would you say is like the reason front is better um you know it's just the way my dad did it oh uh, his his dad (laughs) before him you fellas spent a lot of time in the bathroom together uh, we, we, yeah, it makes me think of my grandpa where we used to hang out. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the real reason for the front is, but I definitely know I prefer it. I don't like that it's in the back. I feel like I got to reach further. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. You gotta. I like. First off, I like the image of every toilet paper roll. Just if it's at the front, just being. At the perfect wingspan that is your arm. Yeah, yeah, and then oh no, <laughs> and then yeah, and then it just requires too much work to lean the extra inch um, to get it from the back. That's yeah. I feel like someone told me. I love all the double entendres in that sentence too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get it in the back just from that extra little inch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, I'll settle down. No, 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 please. I understand. Times are tough. People are horny right now in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, Steve, are you a backer or a fronter? Uh, I've never I've never really paid attention anymore. I mean, for the longest time, I was a leave, put the new roll, like, vertical on top of the old empty roll, like, college style. But mm. now that now that I'm grown up, I at least uh, I put it on the roll, but I don't, I don't really put a lot of thought into it. But I'm, I'm going to start taking, uh, collecting data. Well, and, and go, yeah, look right now. Right. Now... Now I want to know, how many bathrooms do you have in your house? Two. Two? Let's, let's just do a quick check, real quick. Okay, I'm going to do a quick check. You, got, you guys survey. talk it out. Take a Steve. survey in the field. Steve has two toilets? That's pretty nice. He's living big. No wonder he's not grinding at comedy. He's fucking chilling. He has things <laughs> he's to got live toilets for. to choose from. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm spending all his time deciding which toilet to use. He's yeah, got no time for comedy. Yeah, bombs okay, they're, don't. They're, they're both because... empty rolls with the with the roll on top of the thing. Like I'm still in college. I stand corrected. Wait, did you say? <laughs> wow. Both of them. Both of them. Did you say still have that? Yes. All right, but now that the okay, if where 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 is the open end of the toilet paper that is sitting on? Is it in the back, the front? You're just trying to get me a leave again so you guys can make fun of me. I'm on. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> oh, shit. Is it going on? Oh, no, yeah. We still got a minute and a half until downtown loses its mind. Oh, I disagree, nice. Steve. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do yeah. the last one before, uh, before 8 o'clock party happens. So this last right. one comes from uh, Aaron Hutton, who has been oh, very nice Aaron. to me on Twitter, too. Thank you, Aaron. Dude, Aaron's uh, asked, say what? Aaron is the best. Oh, you She's know Aaron? Like, yeah, so I'll, I'll tell a story after. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Aaron wants to know crunchy or creamy peanut butter. I say crunch Ooh, all the way. I have strong opinions. Well, let's hear him. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I needed to be invited. I didn't... Uh... Again, the <laughs> least conversational person ever you're proving to be right now. I know. I don't want to offend anyone with my peanut butter. No, these strong. It's crunchy all the way. Not even a question. And chunky. That goes throughout everything. I like pulp in my orange juice. Chunky peanut butter. I like texture. God, I could not disagree more. Crunchy, crunchy peanut butter is the most. Do you like spicy food? I love spicy food. Oh. I was, I I was just going to make some weird conclusion. <laughs> I was going to make I was hoping you'd say no. So I could like just go see, rant I'd about like boring food. Where <laughs> no, dude. Crunchy crunchy peanut butter. I didn't, first off, I didn't, I wanted to enjoy the smooth, calming, basic elements of a nut that has been pressed into a butter. I want smooth. the job to be done. If it's crunchy, you didn't finish the job. No, 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 no. It's it, it, you need something in there to give it a like just a little bit of a crunch. It's too smooth throughout with the bread and then the just the peanut butter and the jelly. Oh, what about jelly or jam? Uh, ooh. Hey, you guys hear this? Hold on. Oh my god, you can actually hear it, I think. What was that dolphin doing in your apartment? <laughs> can y'all hear that? Last door. <laughs> He's, he may have two toilets, but he's got a dolphin door. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a dolphin in a bathtub in one of them. Wow, Joe you can hear that. Steve yells Cobra Kai every night. This happens every night? They like sound the alarms? Yeah. Huh. Isn't that cool? It's nice. It's cool. It's nice, yeah. Yeah. Honey, yeah. Could, could you guys hear that? A little bit. Yeah. Definitely a little bit. Maybe if you had my microphone, but <laughs> well, that all the more reason fans to contribute to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can hear it now. Yeah. Oh, you can contribute, hear it. contribute to our Patreon, and we'll we'll give Steve grease to fix his door. <laughs> <laughs> so did we? Uh, did we settle the uh, crunchy versus? Uh... We did. Oh. Jordan's wrong. Sorry, uh-huh. I wasn't okay. I. <laughs> I'm t- what is your is your tongue too busy with other things? It can't. Wait, 
Sorry, I'm. Wait, can we listen in really quick one more time? How long does it last? Like five minutes. That's so cool. Do you have a bullhorn? (laughs) You get a lot of attention. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, and like it's a good visual effect too, because all the all the the. apartments downtown everybody's like flicking their lights and stuff so like all the high rises around like going off like it's christmas it's pretty crazy what do the buildings look like right now like are all the buildings lit up say again all the buildings (laughs) downtown are they like lit up or well the the apartments like the 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 residential high rises so people are just oh, on their man. balcony, like turning their lights on and off real fast, and like banging pots and screaming. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was about for like the first two weeks. I thought they were just wiling out for fun. <laughs> but <laughs> everybody yeah, right. just in sync with each other, and you're like, you, I didn't get the memo. Literally, everyone yeah. downtown <laughs> is partying, and I didn't, I didn't know about it. This and, would and be you know, the- like, every night. It gets a little bit better too, as more and more people start catching on. Because like like a week or two ago, it was just like a couple different buildings, like basically doing yeah. Morse code back and forth with the pots and the lights. But now, <laughs> like, you look around, it's spread out. It's it's all downtown. It's crazy. That is crazy. This also would yeah. be the worst five minutes for a cop to try to move through the streets with any authority, because there are sirens everywhere. I yeah. imagine it's uh, <laughs> indistinguishable. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to get bums off of sidewalks. Yes. I, I got caught. I got caught on the beach yesterday or two days ago. What? Oh, yeah. What happened? Uh, fucking sucks. Also, yeah. you piece of shit. I was walking my dog. All right, that's fine. You're cool. Then. Yeah, no, like I live, uh, I live in Mission Beach, and there's literally the only place I walk my dog is on the beach. That's how it's been the whole time I've been here. And then I was walking. Now I was there before six p.m., which I'm not supposed to be, but <laughs> but I don't think you're allowed there anymore. Anyways, I'm walking on the beach. Is that a, is that a sex offender joke? <laughs> You're not allowed no. there before 6 p.m.? Is that the actual rule? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've banned me from beaches between two or between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. And uh, now it says dogs, but I know they're talking about me. And oh. oh, I see. <laughs> I, know, I, know what they're, I know what they're trying to say. And, uh, but I was there, and, and that's why I can't fight any. But, yeah, I don't know. The cop, he came out, he came ripping on the beach. Like <laughs> blasting sand behind him, and then he was like, "On, uh, on a segway or what?" <laughs> no, full cop, like the the like SUV cop cars. Damn. Yeah, no, it was two police officers. Thing. Yeah, it was two cops, and then they were like, "He was like, you have no excuse to be like to be here." I was like, "No, I was just walking the dog," <laughs> and and uh, he he was telling me it's like an a thousand dollar fine and a misdemeanor. Now I always walk my dog on the beach when I'm not supposed to. I've gotten told many times because during certain hours. And I can always get out of it, you know. Uh, <laughs> they just let me go. Yeah, uh, and... not, to, not to interrupt you, Mike, but I caught a little detail in your story there. You're trying yeah. to make it sound like you were getting scolded for, for breaking the quarantine, but you're never allowed to have your dog at that beach. At that oh. time. At that time. I'm usually... dog <laughs> beach. Yeah, the, the, there's never dogs allowed between uh, like 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I now that that's the only place I have to walk my dog. I walk my dog there. It's no, you know, it's no big deal. I just keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> but this one, this but they never have cops. They don't usually have cops on the beach. They have other people that are looking out. 
This time yeah. it was like full on cops and they were threatening to give me a misdemeanor. And then he was like, uh, but we'll put you in beach community court. So I don't have to pay anything, but I think I got to do beach cleanup, which also like it's very <laughs> community court. I, know. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, like, I'm a white guy in San Diego. I could have gotten a misdemeanor, but instead I get a beach community court. Yeah, <laughs> like some surfer bro draped in kelp or something. Yeah, no, it's like the judge is the head lifeguard. <laughs> this is serious. My lawyer. my lawyer is just an old surfer bum. <laughs> it's the beach community court. Oh my god! Put it on TV. Did you give the cop attitude really? Like, no, 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 no. I'm pretty straight with cops. I'm usually just like, yeah, no, like, because he, at one point, he was even like, he was like, there's a sign over there that says, but this, that, like, you really have no excuses. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, I haven't made a single excuse. Like, when he pulled <laughs> up, I was just like, but, hey. He was like, you know, you're not supposed to be here. I was like, yep, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so like yeah that was it and then i was cool with them i don't know i don't i don't get angry at cops yeah that's pretty anticlimactic uh, of a story i guess yeah i really wanted your life to be like seriously <laughs> hurt in some way <laughs> well, i'll let you know after beach community court <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of the story because that's where it's gonna happen i'm kind of you yeah. know i'm kind of looking forward to beach community court see what you know like see what those people are up to can you imagine the babes that's a great sitcom premise mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. other Maybe delinquents like, yeah it's like saved by the bell later years <laughs> later later years <laughs> um, get to go up to them and say what are you in for yeah have you <laughs> ever done have you ever done court appointed <laughs> community service there's a holding tank it's just like an aquarium literally just humans that was dumb. I thought. <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Have you? What? Done community service? Mm-hmm. Not yet. I'm about to. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What about? What about I, I, no, I've never done. I've never done community service, but I've. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna have to next week. Have you ever done I'm it out of the kindness of your heart? Uh, <laughs> community service? <laughs> no. <laughs> Am I supposed to? Is that what I, I, don't I don't know. Is it still called community service at that point? I think it's just I think charity. It's volunteering. Interesting. Same work, different title. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty, it pretty much is the same thing. Hey. But charity's out of the kindness of your heart. Yeah. Allegedly. Steve. <laughs> Is that some like deeper existential questioning of <laughs> mankind's motivation for good? Um, I guess so. <laughs> Steve, what did you say? You have or have not done community service? Uh, I've done I've done a lot of community service and and volunteering. I guess I, I could plug the the Padres volunteer team. If you live in San Diego, you can volunteer for them. They'll do like beach cleanings and stuff. But Fuck. Uh, it, it, yeah, yeah. Don't tell anybody. I'm nice. But uh, in terms of uh, your secret charity work, yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of community service, yeah, I used to be a real bad kid. I got in trouble all the time. I had to do a lot of community service. But I remember there was this one place, like this rec center, that uh, a lot of the, the community service people would get assigned to. Like you have to go sign, go to this rec center and meet with the the supervisor, and he'd give you like assignments, like janitorial work or whatever. 
but there was a con running. Like you could just give this guy 20 bucks and he'd sign your thing. So like this dude was like probably making a couple thousand extra bucks a month, just like getting like young idiots like me to go in there and be like, Hey man, there's 20 bucks. Can you sign my sheet? Oh, what a racket. Oh uh, yeah. And then that Wait. just, that just like undermines the system as a whole. Yes, it does, well, doesn't it? Yeah. As a young, <laughs> yeah. As a young, uh, Troublemaker. Yeah, I was, I was a bad kid when I was 15, man. I, I, that's and who knew, <laughs> you were 15. <laughs> yeah. Who knew you would grow up to be such a goddamn rule follower? Nah, nah, nah. I break the rules. Got, no you got set straight, huh? What, what kind of stuff did you do? Um, shoot. I don't I mean, like, disorderly conduct or, like, getting suspended from school or, like... What is that? What is that? disorderly conduct what does that mean That's exactly being a cunt in public and they can't they don't they can't like find like a specific thing yeah. to charge you with but you're just generally being a jackass so it's kind of like a catch-all as an adolescent oh that's disorderly so funny conduct mike yeah. did you get any shit did you get into any troubles as a kid not like trouble with the law. I, I've been arrested once, but that that was wasn't my fault. Um, in America or China? <laughs> uh, America. I don't want to get arrested <laughs> in China. <laughs> I had a buddy that ended up in like the the equivalent of the drunk cell, drunk tank once. In China. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Oh man, I so we were working for this company that like staffed schools. So okay. For people listening at home, I have, I I used to teach in China. I t- taught in China for three years, so I lived in China. Yeah, and get to the, uh, I guess the second part, you could tell us about your background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I'll talk about Chinese prisons. <laughs> uh, but no, no. So yeah, I was in China for three years, uh, and I was teaching there originally. I, I really had no reason. Uh, like <laughs> I didn't study education in school. I just t- studied physics. And chemistry and then I was teaching a lot and doing a lot of student teaching and so then yeah. I ended up getting this job that they were basically like we, we staff schools for Western programs Western like curriculum and education uh, in Chinese high schools and this company basically just hires teachers and staffs the programs in the high schools because the high schools don't they don't know where to find Westerners uh, and uh, and so then I got this job and they were like I couldn't be a teacher because I had no experience, but they were like, we'll let you be a substitute. And so the idea was I was going to go over there. They worked in like 50 cities across the uh, whole country. And I would go from like city to city being a substitute teacher because I could substitute for physics, chemistry, or math. So they were like, okay, this is, you're useful. And, and you, uh, you spoke the language. I spoke no Chinese. I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never really even tried to learn. <laughs> um, I kind of didn't give a shit about learning the language. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, I can't do languages. I knew that going into China, I was like, I know. Like I, when I, I took in high school, I took French. I took five years of French. I took yeah. a year of Spanish, a year of Italian. I failed all those classes and English class. I, I so why not go to China? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh man, I was oh in Hebrew God. school. I, I learned Hebrew as a kid. I don't speak Hebrew. You were essentially so, running from any sort of language that would help yeah. you. <laughs> like, if I was somewhat competent, I would know five languages not knowing English. That's how, <laughs> how many <laughs> languages I've been taught. <laughs> and I can't. I can't do it. I can't That's do it. That's so funny. So, yeah, still- so by the- you are Chinese. 
What was that in Chinese? Or Chinese? I speak. I speak. I know a little Chinese. I do know food. I, I'm fluent in a restaurant. So you're speaking. There. So you're speaking English, teaching kids that I guess presumably are either learning English or are already like pretty decent at it. Yeah, presumably is the key word there. <laughs> That's what we were told. They were like, <laughs> do, you ever, <laughs> do you ever just have moments with the kids when you're just like kind of staring at each other at a standstill? Like, well, I guess this is where oh. the communication cliff ends. A ton. A ton. Of, you know what's a weird one? Things would come up all the time. And this is one that like always, it's taken me a while. Whatever. They, uh, water vapor. <laughs> They consider, so like, because I was a science teacher, I would do solid liquids and gases, right? And then identify tests and stuff. Uh, you know, a test where you have to identify, um, you know, especially because remember, they're learning English. So especially with lower level kids, sometimes it was like glorified TEFL, to be honest, like glorified English teaching class. Yeah. But I would have them, um, you know, identify solids, liquids, and gases. And one of them was water vapor. And they would always say water vapor is a liquid. Mm-hmm. They would never say like that water vapor was a gas. Now it happened every year, every class, every student, always, always, always. They consider like steam, like you're boiling yeah. water and there's steam on top. They can cons- the Chinese like are taught in all their classes that that's a uh, liquid, not gas. Who's right? Huh? Who's right? Who's right? I, it's semantics. I don't know. I think they're wrong. Oh, they're they're arguing. <laughs> <laughs> their their argument is that it's little condensed water droplets being suspended yeah. in the air. Is it cancer or is it AIDS? I don't know. It's semantic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like science. Science is the one the one arena where we get the peace of mind knowing it is a universal language. So that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, what that that in that that science should be a universal language. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's some. There's a ton of things though that, like, you know, when I was teaching, there's some things small, just to notation based, but like where it's like, why do you? They all wanted to like label uh, your like, uh, you know, the weight of an object is a very common force that's used in physics, and they use a weird way to label that. That like uh, just little things like that. But it's funny because the way they did it would get them. They would get them zero points on the AP exam, which is what I was teaching was AP physics. Oh my god. Wait, so you're a substitute AP physics teacher. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so kind of actually, yeah. <laughs> uh I was a substitute and uh oh my god, I was I was also 21 years old. And uh I so now I'm in China and I'm like subbing in these classes. And the first week, uh I just like <laughs> everyone was preparing, all the teachers are preparing for the school year and I had no idea what I was doing so I just sat at my desk for a week <laughs> pretending to prepare because <laughs> I had no idea I was supposed to teach <laughs> I all really the, had all no the, All the teachers that speak the native language I'm imagining No, no, all the western teachers Oh, all the western teachers, oh cool Okay. Yeah, well, They were, all, they were all real teachers They were all like <laughs> career teachers that you know ended up going to teach abroad and then there's was, you yeah and then there's me and that <laughs> very quickly dude it was so like i knew i i realized i was like uh-oh this might be i might be in over my head it was like the first weekend and there's this big conference this is where my my buddy big conference all the teachers are there wow this looped back around nice 
<laughs> and that was when my buddy just got like shit faced and ended up in the streets and in the prison. He just missed he <laughs> the jail cell, but he missed the all day of conferences. <laughs> but it didn't matter. There's like no rules over there. You can do whatever you want. And <laughs> at least in, in our context, it was it was really wild. Uh, and yeah, so like we're, 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 were you in Wuhan? I was not in Wuhan. No, no, no. I never went over there. It's not too far from where I live. Before there, right? No, I've never been to Wuhan. Uh, I guess I'm mistaken. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, yeah, sorry. Con- continue. Oh, yeah. So I'm at this conference, and they were doing – there's two, three hundred, four hundred people, maybe five hundred. It's all – everybody that works for this teaching company across the country is there, and they're doing an orientation, and you've got green, red, and green cards and red cards, and they're asking questions, and you say if you think it's true or false. And uh, one of the questions was the youngest person in our company is 27. And I was 21. So I was like, <laughs> false. And I raised the false one. And they were like, true. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I might be a little, in a little deep here. <laughs> That's so funny. So it's just becoming increasingly clear that you've somehow slipped through the cracks of the system <laughs> and are getting yes, stopped. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And now I'm like, so then I get put in this one school and uh, they, they, I think they just put me there because they had nowhere else to put me, to be honest. Looking back now, they just, I think they just were like, you're going to hang out with this one school. And uh, then I got moved to like the Northern part of China for two months. And then I got moved to another place. But like after three months, after three months, one of the schools I was at was like, yeah, we want to keep you permanently. And then I stayed at that school for three years. Wow. That was in Fuyang, China. Dude, I, I, I didn't. You made it three years without learning any. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to talk to anyone. You know, I was. I was, kinda, <laughs> was Wait, how did you? How did you spend your days outside of the classroom? Great question. Like, just oh in silence and solitude. <laughs> Uh, I mean, sometimes, but no, we go like go out. So like my, my town, there was a million people in the town and that's so small that Chinese people have never heard of my city. Like that's considered a tiny city Damn. in China. Yeah. yeah. So, and out of a million people, I would guess at any time there was maybe 40 Westerners. Wow. So like we knew if I was driving and it happened maybe three or four times, I can remember I'd be riding around town on my scooter and I'd like see a Western person and just like stop and be like, hi, I'm Mike. What are you doing here? <laughs> like there's no reason because <laughs> never once did they say like oh i lived here and i've never seen you before they were always like i just ended up here because of a job or this or that right that's so fucking crazy yeah. okay so, so then, do you sorry we yeah we just drink we just drank a lot me and my buddies i have heard that i used to work at a at a startup that was manufacturing in china and we had someone stationed over there and then another person that was going occasionally and they were like Every time they go on the trip, they're just like, dude, it is all you do. You work so fucking hard during the day, and then you just drink your ass off, and that is every single day, day in, day out. Pretty much my three years there, especially because I was always struggling. You know, I always felt like I was playing catch-up as a teacher. Not so much my third year. (laughs) Yeah. It was insane. I was 21. My students were like 17. I know. I'm just laughing at how wildly (laughs) unprepared for all of this that you were. so unprepared. (laughs) It it was... It was so funny. I was in a, a one school up north, and it was all British people. I was teaching A-levels. So now it wasn't even AP curriculum. It was the British 
kind of equivalent. They're not really, but not only. <laughs> oh man, I've forgotten about a lot of this stuff to be honest. <laughs> the principal watched my class and then told me it was the worst class he had ever seen. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh my god i was doing I, I, don't know, I was doing i was doing a, a crossword puzzle i gave the students a crossword puzzle of the periodic uh elements uh-huh. and spelled phosphorus wrong <laughs> <laughs> so not not even was the assignment just bullshit to begin with they were doing a crossword puzzle i was trying to turn a, a, a <laughs> it's a 40 minute lesson and i was getting observed I was getting observed by this like very conservative British man, and uh, he told me that it was the that he told me it was the worst lesson he had ever. Oh my god! And then what? Was there any sort of a conference that you two had to have, or was he just like you suck and then just moved on? No, we actually. uh, Then it kind of gets to the like uh, he 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 liked me a lot. He thought I was very smart. So then he, and the other science teacher liked me a lot. This guy from like Liverpool and they, he actually like volunteered to be a mentor. And then they, he actually sat down and taught me like teaching, teaching pedagogy. Like we were, we were like, I was sitting there in my month into teaching and he's like, this is Bloom's taxonomy. This is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, all the basic things about education. Mm. Wow. And, that's so cool. Yeah. He was a really cool guy. They were very supportive of me. So he's like, yeah. He sees a guy that's brilliant, but just can't bring himself to do a good job at the basic task of, of whatever you're trying to do. You're like the Albert Einstein. I don't you're know like, if I'm brilliant. I would still gave him a crossword and spelled phosphorus wrong. <laughs> because you didn't care, Mike, because your brain was too busy functioning at such a high level. Uh, yeah, focused it. on other things, and they saw like, that. I, I made this crossword myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, what, you, what, what, what happens is word wrong. You can't go back. You have to just keep going with it. <laughs> yeah, what happens is you get so much. Basically, even though I was unexperienced, they were like, "Okay, he under he understands physics and chemistry, and we can teach him to be a teacher." That's pretty much what he said to me. Whereas mm-hmm. out there, you're always taking a chance because you get people that straight up fake college degrees, straight up mm-hmm. fake full credentials. Like we had the at the school I ended up in, I replaced this guy that was teaching them the students about Newton's five laws, uh, you know, of dynamics and electrostatic or so. What do you call it? Yeah, electrostatic radiation. And he so he was just. If that might have sounded real, but none of that was real. <laughs> like electro, <laughs> it's electromagnetic radiation. Yeah, uh, there's only three laws. Like this guy was just a mess, and and the, but that's who you get out there. You get these people that are literally like they're banned from every other country, and so they'll end up at schools in China because China will take any Westerner. Wow. Dude, so that dude was making up science. Yeah, they had dudes making up science, and it, and it's so funny. My my principal was like, "I haven't taken a physics class in fifty five years," and I was like, "I don't think this is right." <laughs> he just knew, <laughs> but like, the guy went unnoticed for like two months. <laughs> You're supposed to just like brush up on. Are you supposed to be actively taking physics classes? Me? No, that guy. You said that the the the. Oh, my principal. Yeah. No, my principal isn't. He wasn't. He was just a, a guy. He yes. He was saying that he hadn't taken a physics class in 50 years, but he knew that this guy was. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. I see. Like that's, yeah, that's who you, you get a lot of people like that, that yes. kind of, you know, are faking everything. And then, I mean, that's, 
it goes both ways to the point where it's like they're the only one that'll give them a job. They're also the only one that would have given me a job at My 21 God. with no experience, you know? Just like snake oil salesman, but for facts, that's terrifying. They, yeah. they shouldn't be listened to by anyone. How do you even like, that's crazy. This is crazy, Mike. You should talk about this on stage more. I know, right? I've, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> I, really so, got, I got to tap that, into this. That's so funny. Years without learning it, I just can't. I mean, what I, do you need to? I knew, I knew my numbers. I could haggle. Definitely could haggle. I know how to say like how much, too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what else? Like out in the town, like like not at work. Well, okay, let's see. Very commonly, we would go. I had two three four i guess i had four buddies over there that i hung out with a lot uh one of them we just brewed beer at his house and honestly that we our beer was terrible but it was still better than most of the chinese beer <laughs> and uh we had to like import everything from america too like hops and grains and stuff interesting kind of, yeah and then uh we would go out there was this one there were a couple clubs that were especially that were like very friendly with the foreigners because there have been people that have lived there for like 10 years or so, you know, that are Westerners. And so they've friends and friends and friends. So you kind of like cuddled together, I guess. But uh, just really, we would just sit and drink, go out, drink, maybe go to the KTV. Uh, you, that's like you go. <laughs> that's the uh, 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 karaoke bar. But Ooh. it's like you get your own. In Asia, when you do karaoke, you get like your own room. It's yep. it's like a yeah yeah and then uh, the girls will come in you can like pay them to hang out with you. <laughs> how much? Uh, how much for them to hang out with you? Yes. I, I don't know. Keep it PG. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, on, let's on, let's, uh, let's just say I wanted a lovely Chinese woman to sit and spend the night with me, strictly singing. I'm talking. The Strictly only thing like, she's touching is the microphone. How much is yeah, that? Probably like ten bucks an hour. Interesting. I would guess, maybe even less. But but are they? Am I correct in assuming that like they're sex workers? Um, not fully. Okay. Kind of. Yes. It, it's one of those like a lot of them are, but some of them aren't. Sometimes they're just. Just go and pay someone they're to hang out. To hang sing out. with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think they all are. But, American yeah. men are so sad. They probably encounter so many sad, lonely businessmen that truly just. Oh, want oh yeah. There's. A it's funny. Hug them. <laughs> there was like one hotel in my town. That's where all the business people would stay, and right behind the that hotel was like where most of the uh, like. Uh, I call it a red light district, but yeah, like where mm -hmm. all the brothels were. Huh. Not all of the brothels, but just a ton of them were like right behind the hotel. <laughs> Not all of them. Mike knows where the others are. It took me, I was so innocent. I, I, well, not, I guess maybe it really was innocence. Like when I first got there, I was walking down the street and it was daytime. So the light wasn't on, but I, we passed one, one of those places and it's just a window with a, like a couch and there's like two or three girls hanging out. Yeah. And I like made a joke about, I was like, what are they, prostitutes? And my friend, she looked at me and she was like, yeah. And then <laughs> and I was like, did one of those like, what? <laughs> like there's a. What? Is sex work chill there? Is it like legal above the table stuff? 
it's not legal or above the table, but it's pretty much everywhere. This is interesting. So you want to talk about China. I mean, this is what I can talk about. I don't know much about Corona or how even the Chinese have handled it, but I can talk about how China does some things. Yeah, that's kind of what we were curious about is just like how they you know, and what And what a more natural transition into that than sex work. Um, yeah, yeah, this is a very respectful conversation we're conducting here. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> but uh, let's see, it wasn't, it's kind of like everywhere. It's not legal. It's not allowed, but it is everywhere. Okay. Uh, and another thing that's like that is also street barbecue, just food, like street vendors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of, that's they're crazy. not legally allowed there. Yeah. And then uh, I, in my town, uh, which I was connected to a big city called Hangzhou, mm-hmm. really, really big city in China, uh, and like 16 million people or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had, the, they hosted the G20 there. And when they hosted the G20, and it was my last, it must have been 2016, because it was the summer before my last uh, year there. Uh, And when that came around, even six months before the date, they started clearing out all of the brothels and the street barbecue. Like gone. Everything gone. No more vendors on the street. No more of the brothels. A couple of other things. And it's just like, whoa, when the government wants to get rid of all these things, they know where they all are very quick. You know, it wasn't a slow trickle. It was like, oh, the you know, even for the G20, the, 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 the sky was clear. They could just mm-hmm. stop polluting. You know, they make what? everyone. Oh, yeah. The sky was like clear. How? How? Uh, you know what? Hold on. I, I wasn't actually there for that. So I just am listening to it. <laughs> but that's what like everybody was telling me that when I went back. What happened was you want like uh, th- this is actually even a crazier story than the reason I wasn't there. I was supposed to be in China. And uh, the I was I was it was my last year. I was going back. I had to get a new passport. And so I'm in the States and I got my new passport and I had long hair and big beard. And then this, the school like contacted me and they were like, we're having a problem with your uh, visa because the government doesn't want to accept it until after the G20. And I was like, oh, they're not. Why? That's so crazy. They don't want people coming in. And they were like, uh, they said that you looked too Muslim and they weren't comfortable with letting you in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, Mike Friedman is a Jew, everyone. <laughs> I'm a Jew from New York being told I look too Muslim to go back to China. And I was like, okay, okay like I don't know what this means. But what it ended up meaning was that uh, <laughs> I got an extra month of paid vacation. <laughs> For racism on account of racism. <laughs> yeah, because they thought it, racial profiling isn't always bad. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Okay. Yeah. okay, so I guess shifting again topics so gracefully. Um, I, I think it's becoming increasingly clear that you are not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> but i am well, yeah. do, why because i don't speak chinese Was that... <laughs> I mean, that's I, i'm story. sorry i really i disappointed you guys yeah so there's certain, oh, exactly what he was yeah there's certain <laughs> intricacies you know of a federal government that i imagine are only perceivable through reading the language road signs <laughs> for starters <laughs> just general uh, road, announcements <laughs> yeah road signs use pinion what is that pinion is uh, like the uh romanization of chinese language like i uh, didn't know our alphabet yeah all right 
I didn't know any of that. All right. Yeah, that's how they like. That's how they use computers and text and stuff. It's all done through Pinion. Cool. Huh. Well, yeah. one yeah, minute. Maybe you do know. Exactly. Sorry, Steve. What'd you say? I was, gonna say, I was wondering how they fit all those pictures on the keyboard, you know? <laughs> all the pictures. <laughs> yeah, all the characters. There actually is another, there's a swiping thing they use where you actually, uh, you, you draw the letters. Uh, mm -hmm. So you actually swipe it with your finger and you, you draw the letters. And that, that was always a pain. Uh, that's because you have to swipe it in. The, they have stroke orders. So you can't just like look at a Chinese character and draw it. It wouldn't find it. You have to swipe it in the correct order. Whoa. Yeah, it goes back to the, you know, it's like Chinese calligraphy. They're very, uh, yeah. all, they're told to, they literally are all told to write letters all exactly the same way. Yes. I, this is the that... order. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, this, yeah, that's what it is. They just, this is, it's called stroke order. Mm-hmm. Which was very annoying because I couldn't, that meant I couldn't even like see, you know, if I was holding something and there's like, uh, you know, a couple characters on it and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this means. I couldn't even type it, you know, I couldn't even paint it out or draw it. Yes. <laughs> because... Yeah. What, what, a, what a Rubik's Cube of a language. Everything has to be done perfectly. There is only one yeah. way. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. Another yeah, one is. letters. Yeah. Another one, this one's really funny too, is they uh, don't. All, so in China, there's hundreds of languages. Uh, mm -hmm. when, when, everyone knows of like Mandarin and mm -hmm. Cantonese. Uh, and, but there's, there's hundreds of languages. Everyone, every like village still pretty much has their own language. Like, and uh, so most people actually are speaking Mandarin. That's like their second language. So mm -hmm. the languages are totally different, but the characters are all the same. Ah, they they like unified that. So when they're, when, if you're in China, if you can't speak to someone, you can write. Weird. And, and, uh -huh. and so there were times, it happened a couple times, very rarely, where I was in a restaurant and I couldn't communicate with the person and they would then write <laughs> what they were trying to say and then show That's me what incredible. they wrote. <laughs> I'd be like, this isn't, we're not any closer, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not helping. That is so fascinating, though, just as a language. I did not know that. I didn't know it was all more or less boiled into the same visual representation. Yeah, it's all the same. The only difference is there's what's called simplified and traditional Mandarin, or, yeah. or characters. Yeah. Uh, the simplified is used in mainland China, and then traditional is used everywhere else, like Taiwan and Singapore and uh, which is also like a really funny thing too, because this. Remember, I was talking about Pinyin. They can write, they use Western, the Western alphabet. Yeah. To, yeah, that was actually Mao. I believe it was actually like Mao Zedong's idea, and he wanted to go full, like no more characters. He wanted to go full Pinyin, and everyone considered that to be like way too radical. So mm -hmm. then he sim so he simplified the la the characters as like you know kind of a halfway point because he thought the language was too complicated, and so then there's simplified Chinese. It's not any fucking simpler. It's just 5,000 new characters. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> like, it's not like you're going to, it's not like you're, you're like, you know, could take your luck and maybe figure out simplified Chinese by looking at it. Like it's, it's just as difficult as traditional Chinese. You know, it, it makes no sense. I think, you know, but, they, he just wanted to be different, I guess. But would you say in general, though, Mandarin sort of has become or is, has generally been the the like 
you know, kind of universal language then? Like you said, it's like often the second language that people will learn, but more or less, did you find that pretty much everybody spoke Mandarin? Yes, for the most, I believe, so yes, that's, Mandarin is the unified language. Uh, they run into problems, I guess, in the South, uh, especially like Hong Kong is Cantonese. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Hong Kong, you speak Cantonese and forever that was fine up until recently where now it's not okay. You know, like the Chinese government wants people of Hong Kong to switch to Mandarin. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like they, they don't like people speaking Cantonese. They want everyone to speak Mandarin. And so do you get the sense, this is such like a fucking, again, hilarious group of three white people talking about uh-huh. <laughs> 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 like widest perspective and examination of China as a whole happening right now, so my apologies. <laughs> but um, do, you, do you know if part of Hong Kong wanting to maintain Cantonese is very much like wrapped into their fight just to preserve their sovereignty in general uh i mean that's uh, i can't imagine that's one of the big issues but (laughs) but uh yeah i mean that is definitely part of it yeah that's part Uh of that it it, it's like a symptom of the same thing which is that mainland china wants to turn hong kong into the rest of china right i want to and you've been to hong kong right Oh yeah, I used to. So I used to have to do visa runs all the time. Again, I wasn't allowed. Like, I wasn't even old enough to fake the education. They wanted me to fake an education degree, and I was still too young to even fake it. So I. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in that country is fraud, or like, if it's not fraud, it's uh, what else? I don't. Know. I, I, it's just it's ridiculous. You, you just put a stamp on something, and they'll they accept okay. it. But like. Uh-huh. I, I have but, a question. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I had a I had a business visa, technically, for the first two years I was there. And I had to leave the country. My first year, I had to leave the country every 90 days. The second year, I had to leave the country every 60 days. So I just had to walk. My visa was good for a year, and it was good for multiple entries. It's just every entry couldn't be more than 90 days or 60 days. And so in, all I had to do was, I didn't even have to do paperwork. I just had to stamp out of the country and stamp back in so, so I was, you would, my school literally do a day trip to hong kong they'd fly me down to hong kong which counts as out of the country because they have different visa restrictions there as an american oh. you have a visa waiver you have a visa waiver in hong kong like you can just fly to hong kong right now get off the get off in the airport and get into the country china mm-hmm. you can't you mm-hmm. can't do that in china yeah and so so uh, when you go from china to hong kong that you stamp out you go through customs and so, uh that's yeah i also i did that for two years i have pages in my passport well the reason i need a new passport was because i filled up my passport and they'd come in you know and i i I always was like there's no this is the other thing that's so to me was always apparent in china which is like all these big rules that nobody was like okay you have this rule here that i can't be here for more than 60 days but if you just look at my passport i have (laughs) i mean every 60 days every two months i'm getting i've like 20 stamps all dated, just in, out, in, out, in, out, yeah, in, out. Yeah, it would be very easy to frame you for drug trafficking, wouldn't it? Be like, look at this guy. He doesn't, he doesn't even speak Mandarin. The guy, <laughs> yeah, I literally... Coming I literally, in and out of this country. <laughs> I've got four pages just filled up with Chinese entrance and exit stamps. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's, like, looking at me. The visa officer's looking at me, and I'm, like, uh, looking back explain. at him. 
Yeah, he didn't even say. Just every time, every time I'd like hold my breath, like I don't know, maybe this is what's. Am I gonna get? But again, nobody ever cared. Just stamping and went through. That's so. But crazy. yeah, so I used to go to Hong Kong a lot. Every couple you, months. You were telling me how like, Hong Kong and mainland China are like wildly different, like culturally uh, too, and yeah, hygienic. they're too hygienically for sure <laughs> okay i feel i feel switching into corona questions here oh yeah yeah are you uh like, have you or have you not been to a wet market a wet market yeah is that where they're slaughtering animals there that's yeah that's where they sold the bats is that what they call uh, i i'd never heard it called a wet market of course that's what all the markets are like that in china essentially tell us about that what's what's that like um, I mean, I guess I, I don't know what a wet market is. I don't want to like misspeak. Well, the way, the way you're describing it is it's these, these open air markets that have all kinds of exotic animals, like, oh, water so, live, I guess it's like bats and like penguins and zebras. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> now that I wouldn't surprise me for that to exist over there uh i never went to one like that i did go to one that uh, this is just this is going to take a dark turn but i did go (laughs) i went to one of the dog markets okay like yeah where my buddy we were down in the south we're open here our country is not the only country right i i yeah 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 dog talk is safe yeah yeah i I love dogs like i i freaking love dogs but if they want to eat dogs they can they can eat dogs i can't tell them you know, I'm not the one yeah. to tell them they can't. Uh, but so then I was like, but I want to, you know, I wanted to see it. You, you, it's that dark curiosity I have. Uh-huh. I was like, I wa- you know, I want to, I want to see the place you hear about it. You, and my buddy's like, yeah, there's one like a mile from here. We can bike there. And I was like, okay, like, let's go. And uh, I, I, that's one of the, I think out of all the weird shit I did, that might be the only, one of the only times I like instantly was like, I walked in and then was like, oh no, nope. Like I totally regretted it. Because oh, it was, it because it was worse than I thought. I thought it would just be like, oh, the dogs, you know, maybe they're like, there's the dog meat, but it was like, because <laughs> it's how the Chinese markets are, where it's like they'll they'll just be like a cage filled with chickens, and then above uh-huh. that is just a bunch of filleted chickens, and above yeah. that is some hanging yeah. dead chickens, and then there's a guy cutting up chickens in the back, and for I don't know why I, I didn't even think about it, but then when I saw the dogs, it was exactly like that. Like yeah. puppies in a cage oh, no. looking at me, another one getting slaughtered on top, a bunch of them filleted. And I was like, holy. And then I look next to it and it's all cats. And I was like, oh, God, I, oh, I, no. I, wanna, I shouldn't have came here. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's so bizarre, though, right? Because it's like, I guarantee, you know, for every country that has a certain set of customs with pets and the, the animals they've domesticated, uh-huh. there's another country that just treats it entirely different. And domestic. Right. Imagine how India looks at us with McDonald's. Right. You know? That's yeah, what exactly. that's the classic example is like telling a, a you know a Hindu that you eat a cow is way worse than telling some white lady that you ate a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like that's that's literally like a, a god to them, or this is just our yeah. pet. Steve, mm-hmm. I cheated on our no research rule here. I looked up wet <laughs> market. The general definition, a wet market is a marketplace selling fresh meat, fish, produce, and other perishable goods. As distinguished from dry markets that sell durable goods such as fabric and electronics, the term wet so market. butchers. Yes, the term wet market is often used to signify a live animal market in which vendors slaughter animals upon customer purchase. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. So I've been to a lot of live markets then, or wet markets in uh, Asia and even other places, Africa, Peru. There was I was once walking just down the street. I walked out of my house. I'm going to the coffee shop or wherever, fucking two blocks down. And on the corner of the block is a sheep, and it's hogtied. <laughs> it was on its side. Wait, what does that mean? In, this was in China, not San Diego. And um, <laughs> but it was uh, it was it was hogtied, like uh, like all of its legs were just tied together in one. Oh, got it. Yeah, and it was on its like side. It needed it was... an apple in its mouth and to be roasting on a like it, a stick. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and uh, it was like you know looking at me and bleating. And uh, oh god, uh, no, no. Yeah, and then I. And then by the time I was on my way back, I saw a group of, there was like two guys just bleeding it from the neck right there on the corner, wow. just on the, like a street, a city street corner. Like you'd think like a four-way intersection on the sidewalk. Just draining blood out onto the sidewalk? Into a bucket. Into a bucket. See, yeah. Steve? It's fine. <laughs> and then. <laughs> yeah, nothing to see here. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, come on, Steve. <laughs> and then like, uh, they, they would all be. I, I, I went by later. It's all hanging up on the uh, like racks. Damn. They would so uh, actually. Like, you know what? Here's a crazy one. They would uh, every once in a while, someone would walk up a cow to the building, and fucking slaughter it right there and sell the sell every part of the cow to like the people in the building. I mean, I, I guess this think. is my this is my opinion on those. I have zero. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, so this is a strange stance for me to take. But like, I have zero issues with those markets existing outside of. Again, the slaughter of animals, which but outside of that, it's like here we do the same shit. It's just behind closed doors and it's even fucking worse. At least with them, you saw some happy little cow get, you know, walked up and then slaughtered. Whereas <laughs> in America, uh, there's like baby chick heads being snapped off their tiny bodies to mass produce things and, sh- and it's fucking you see yeah. i like that i see i always that's how i felt about it i was like they're not yeah this is like insane <laughs> just someone butchering <laughs> a, chopping up slaughtering a cow in the middle of the street literally like outside of a barber shop like it is <laughs> reckless but then on the other hand it's like you know what at least they, you know you don't they don't forget where their food comes from you know, I always do that when yeah. I'm cooking meat. I'm thinking about like the meat actually like it's so easy to just go to the store and buy a steak and then and then with that steak I'm like tossing it in my hands and you know, putting rubs on it and whatever and then I'm like, Oh, this is kinda psycho shit. Like I'm just right. playing, like if you start thinking about what it actually is and where it came from. Right. But like I could never co- cut open an animal. I've gutted fish before, that's it. But other than that, yeah. like, I've never like dressed a deer. I really want to. I always imagine I'd cry. Uh, and vomit. Oh, absolutely, dude! I had a friend. I had a friend in high school who was like, he's now an attorney and thriving. But he was, he, I mean, he always was. He's like a, he looks, he looks like a doll that would, you know, be possessed by the devil and kill everybody. That's like how perfect his face is. He has like permanently shiny, rosy cheeks, and oh, he's like, Arian is a motherfucker looking, and he was student body president and just like. He has such a funny, random, almost like sociopathic side to him where like 
you know, people get summer jobs and stuff to like pay <laughs> to save up some money. He went and got a summer job once butchering animals <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. He has no familial ties to the industry. He just decided to like. That's pretty cool. Go, though. Go and do that. Yeah, but yeah, but part of his uh, part of his point was like, you know, we eat these things all the time, just like you were saying, and then yeah. You never see what happens and really what goes into it. And he was just describing it in detail. And it's fucking gnarly. Like, I feel like Joe Rogan, as annoying as his elk posts get on Instagram, I appreciate them because <laughs> it's like, yeah, fucking kill that shit and you use it for, you know, what it's what you're going to use it for. And there's an element of respect right. that I feel like goes into that stuff. But Really quick for the animal, for the wet market stuff. So are we all operating off of the assumption that coronavirus originated in a wet market? Because I'm reading everything says it's believed, but it's not proved yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not proven. And like going back to what you guys were saying before. So like, yeah, like the slaughtering goats on the street or whatever thing like that's like culturally weird to us. But again, you're just slaughtering meat and that's how they do it, whatever. Like the thing about those wet markets is like the types of animals and like they have weird exotic shit like bats and stuff. And apparently there's been warnings for years that all these these animals like bats have like these coronaviruses that could easily mutate and jump over to humans. And that that's like where the first SARS outbreak came from. Right. Ebola usually what? comes Ebola usually comes from someone eating a bat, I think. Yeah, this is Ebola too. Yeah. SARS- yeah. SARS is suspected again. Sorry, Steve. I'm going against our idiot mo and nah, nah, we're just, we're just funny. Um, SARS is suspected to have originated in wildlife trade in Guangdong province. In Guangdong. So there you go. Yes. You ever been to Guangdong? Um, I haven't. It, Guangdong is in the south, like right next to Hong Kong. If you leave Hong Kong, then you go into Guangdong province. And so That's Fauci. It's <laughs> not interesting. <laughs> you have not been to Guangdong. <laughs> I know. I could have. I made all this up. It's. <laughs> I was just in my basement after college for three years. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a person that spent three years. Uh, that so, but wet markets that's very, very common to even like my local, like what we would just consider a, like your convenience store. You know how you have like a store near your house where everything's marked up, but it's close, uh-huh. yeah. Like those, even those types of stores would have like a place in the corner that just had slabs of pork sitting out, mm-hmm. slabs of sheep sitting out, fish sitting out, you know, and just like flies on it, like, but. That's like the regular conditions for most markets that you'll you know see in China. Yeah, okay. see, it's 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 the sanitary like. There's standard. a lot of meat that's just sitting out. Yeah, things are not. I mean, have you ever heard of have you ever heard of have you ever heard of gutter oil? No. Like the, the this is this is like I read, I read about that a couple of days ago. Tell us about that, Mike. This is crazy. It's just like uh, for those street barbecues I was telling you about. A lot of times, the people instead of buying more oil will use the oil that they they from the traps they've dumped on the street from like previous nights. Uh-huh. Wow! To cook yeah. things, <laughs> and you get violently ill <laughs> if you get some of the gutter oil. <laughs> Interesting. And this this is this is proven. 
that they do this. Yeah, it's a pretty oh, yeah. well-known thing. Apparently, wow. I, I was reading about that too, and apparently, it's like a, it's kind of like a, almost a black market trade for for like used oil because everybody wants to get their cooking yeah. oil for the cheapest. So they got guys that go around like scoop it out of the trash, scoop it out of the uh, sewer, and go resell it to different like restaurants. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then at, at a certain point over there, then you sometimes don't even know. Like you don't even have to. Like you're just buying oil and you're getting gutter oil, mm-hmm. right? Like it goes, it can get so far deep where it's like you don't they the people that you're that are even using it don't even realize they don't know they're using gutter oil, and that goes back to like everything in China. I want to, I can come off. I'm just, everything. I'm always so scared that I'm going to sound so racist. Well, hold on. That's a good segue to 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 kind of one of the the debates is like, is it racist to to call it the call Chinese China virus? Yeah, and, and you know, like. Go ahead. I, I in, inherently, I don't think it is. Uh, inherently, I don't think it's racist. Uh, that being said, like I, we don't have to call it the Chinese <laughs> virus. Like you know, there's so many connotations that can you can. It sounds bad, all that other stuff. But like it isn't. I don't know. I think. I think on a certain level, like people use it. It sounds derogatory, but you could also use it to kind of not to not say it's the Chinese people, but it's the Chinese government's virus, right? Exactly, and that that's kind of what I was leaning to. So we've all heard like the conspiracy theories about the communist Chinese government, like covering up the the numbers of people infected, the number of people are dead, and just, just, like what is, what is your what are your thoughts on that from living over uh, there? Absolutely, a hundred percent. No, no. I've been no saying question. that. Well, yeah, yeah once, I think I saw oh, Washington sure. Post confirm that too. Oh, that's the, yeah. I never was waiting for some, that's how China. That's been their mo forever. That's how they've always deal with things. They don't ever. I mean, think about like the numbers they report for. No, I don't even want to use Tiananmen Square because that, like, but I, even though that's a perfect example where Tiananmen right. Square, like, they officially will say, like, maybe like six or what is it? Like, they say like, like 30 people or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a couple thousand. Um, right. But even, um, you know, the famine, kind of like how many people starved to death under Mao's, the Mao days, yeah. uh, that's always been underreported. They, uh, I, I read this really cool book on, like, something about like how that starvation happened. And one of the things was it happened because when uh, the people, when the communism took over and everybody was working in the farms and they would ask like how much rice you had, they were encouraged to up their numbers. So let's say you only had Mm -hmm. a thousand pounds of rice, but the government comes over, they're going to be like, how much you got? And you'll be like, uh, and they're like, just so you know, like next door gets, has 5,000. Yeah. And then so then you would be like, uh, okay, 6,000. And then they were like, okay, cool, we get our 10%. And now that's 600. Yeah. That was 600 out of 1,000. And now you're left with, like, that's how it got yeah. out of hand. Like, there were, so I was reading stories of villages starving to death with, uh, uh, like, silos of rice in the center of town because that was the government's rice. Jesus. You know, they could, yeah, but it was, and then it was measured because, they're always over-reporting or under-reporting numbers. It's, right. It happens with every single thing that comes out. Even, like, when I used to do research in college, my I remember once my professor, uh, we were, like, 
looking through papers and stuff and we we get Chinese papers and my professor told me it was like yeah you can't ever trust uh, if you ever want to use like a paper from China you have to find like to you have to just go and find other Western uh, supplements for it because you can't just trust like even in research and academic communities they know that the Chinese that sounds so fucking racist as someone that's like so not racist it. to say that. But yeah, it's just, not not what you're saying, but just like the fact that that's you know what your mentor was telling you, basically. And again, yes. not even calling him racist, but just that that's the general idea. Yeah, and that's because it's well known in Chinese laboratories. They will you know fake numbers or flub numbers because quantity over quality, right? You just want to get out as much as. There's so many reasons for like uh, that. I think from my time there that i there's there's so many reasons why they uh or uh, you know they would fake papers or you know the numbers of the amount of rice they have like it's just so intertwined culturally and philosophically in like uh eastern philosophy mm-hmm. uh that mostly goes back to the to the government though what do you think um fudging of numbers and stuff yeah yes for sure for sure but what the thing that i it's interesting is like eastern um, there, there kind of is, I think, in Eastern philosophy, there's more of a sense of community and the idea of saving face. So the idea of saving face has been there before Maoism. Mm-hmm. The idea that you don't want to admit that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Or you don't, you know, you want to save face. So that's what that's what lying about the numbers is, always boils down to. It's saving face. Mm-hmm. They don't want to look bad. Uh, and a, l- a lot of it is because of the government. And that's one of the things that I think, you know, Mao did that just, it's like how, f- how successfully <laughs> like he instilled yeah. it in Chinese people, not to question what the government does, not to question what's going on. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, not, I, you just, there are severe consequences if they do too, which is, is yeah. And, but like, what's What's insane to me was my students were all going to go to college and Western universities and they, my students, I had a VPN in China so I could go, you know, cause in China you can't get uh, Google or Facebook or Gmail or right. any, you know, or YouTube or any of that. And so I had a VPN, so I had access to all of those things and my students had VPNs and I, we would, you know, we I didn't want to ever get in trouble, but I was, you know, would always kind of ask like, Oh, you know, like, it's interesting. you got a VPN. Like, you know, you ever look up, you know, God. Like, you're just gonna fucking you know? lead someone into the men's trouble <laughs> but they but the average person doesn't the average person a chinese person with a vpn at least my students and other students that i you know we're just like no we get the vpn so we can have facebook so we can talk to so and so they're not going to go on google and search like what truly what went down mm-hmm. you know at tiananmen square or like yeah. you know is taiwan really ours you know or hong kong like <laughs> they right. don't the average yeah. person, and and that's how, I think that's like it's so hard to when you're here about, like oh well why don't Chinese people like want to learn what the well first of all you never want to learn like what your government like that's a lot to bear I think for the average right <laughs> person, but it's like that that uh, fear or that like commitment to the government I think is so deep rooted that even with things like VPNs the average person it's. They, it's not like they're sitting there going, oh, I can't question the government. They don't even want to question the government. Right. Interesting. I guess while I, or Steve, were you going to say something? 
Uh, no, go ahead. I feel like on the kind of circling back around to the question of whether or not calling a Chinese virus is racist and everything we've been talking about. I I I agree with your with your with like the first I mean everything you said, Mike, but like <laughs> it does it does seem like first off yeah, when he's doing shit like crossing coronavirus off of his paper and writing Chinese virus, he's just being that's a racist political. Troll. Yeah, well, there's that's, like, that's that's a political that is yeah, that's, that's Yeah, 100%. And so it's like the fact that He's had an anti-China sentiment since he was running for president and that he's doing this right now. And he's he, playing it up. He can play it up yes. because that was part of the rhetoric on the first. That, that's true. I didn't even think about the. I forgot yes. how much. And yeah. He fucking his whole thing has been like, yeah, I was in China when he was running trying to pay and all this shit. Now he's what? Now he's what? I said I, I forgot uh, when he was running the first. That first election was so weird for me because I was in China. I oh wow! Yeah. I hadn't lived. I left America in 2014 and came back in 2017. And like, I feel like a lot of shit went down. Totally. <laughs> that that period, when I left, yeah, there was like no safe spaces. Like, what's Jeez. going on in this place? <laughs> uh, you mean like politically correct wise safe spaces? Yeah, I never yeah. heard of any of that until yeah. like 2017. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I also I never had I never had Facebook or Instagram or any social media, so I, or Twitter or anything. So yeah, when well, I was had over that there, is in China then. Um, yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> I was okay with the view. <laughs> but I I feel like it is. I wouldn't label it anything other than racist, though, because of how he does it, and also the fact that when he's saying shit like China is lying about numbers and everything. You know, clearly there's a longer history in China of just being totalitarian, obviously. And it is very much an example of when communism goes wrong in a lot of ways. All that stuff aside, just when we're talking about how coronavirus is being handled right now, they're fudging numbers. Trump is literally on tape and maintained publicly that he wanted to keep our count down. Like, he wouldn't let American citizens... Right. He wanted to delay them coming off of a cruise ship and coming onto mainland because it would increase the number of people infected in the country. What the right. fuck is the difference between Well, because them? we, we have a, a free press and uh, uh, competitive political parties that immediately called it out. Like, China's still lying about it and getting away with it. Yeah, you but can't he, call it out. He's the only one pushing China virus as a name. Chinese the virus. Only, the, only also, op -ed, the only op-ed in the China Daily is probably like, I'm surprised to know the numbers are so high. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's <laughs> an op-ed. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And, I, and I think it's like China virus, is, I mean, it's kind of hacky. You know, it, it should be the Wuhan virus. But China virus, whatever, he's not saying the Chinese people virus. He's yeah. talking about the, the country, the government of China. And well, what, do, what do you have to say for the people? And I hate using like extreme examples that are emotional and stuff to make my point. But here I go. What about the the people who are vaguely like if they even because no one, no one, any fucking racist white person doesn't even know what a Chinese person looks like versus a Japanese person versus a Korean person, whatever. There's stories left and right of Asian people just getting like shit thrown at them or their businesses yeah, like set wild. on fire and they're getting beat, like literally beaten. You don't, that is 
I think that that is outside of it being because they're racist because of Trump and because of him pushing this shit like Chinese virus. Well, yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't blame it directly on Trump, but I do think he he definitely enables it, and 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 I think he's he he like what you were saying with the troll. Like, I think that's kind of exactly it. I think he likes to say Chinese virus because that's going to get. It's again the publicity thing. Remember, that's where Trump's Trump is really good at getting people to talk about him. Right. Mm-hmm. But, he knows that when he says Chinese virus, that's going to, you know, that if he says COVID or coronavirus, that's not going to get the same attention as calling it the Chinese virus. Right. Yeah, but I mean, that, that, that's kind of, and again, not not to like defend Trump too much because he is an idiot and everything he says is stupid. <laughs> but, I mean, it, you should keep the target on China. Like they're they're actively engaging all their media and their official government spokespeople are currently actively engaging in spreading a conspiracy that that the United States government actually started the coronavirus and, and the U.S. Army brought it to China. And that's how it started is we brought it there. And that's like their official spokespeople and their media saying <laughs> So yeah. for, for us to like say no, it's the Chinese virus is not racist. Like you could like, I think well, Bill Maher said it the other day. Like you can have two thoughts in your head at the same time. Like don't be mean to Chinese people, and the the communist government of China is evil fuckers. Like it that doesn't is, have to be an either or. I mean, That's I think the thing is, the, yeah. Sorry, really quick. No, you can go, Jordan. For the duration of this conversation, I feel like we're all operating off of the assumption that. We understand how technically calling it the Chinese virus checks out. Like we're not, I'm I'm not trying to say that I think on principle. I just don't even see how people are even getting off doing that. Where right, as right. I, those are the kind of people that Bill Maher was kind of going at. To be fair, I'm more so just right. talking about Trump and all of his racist fucking followers taking this as an opportunity. Like it's okay to say the N word or something. Just like fucking sure. love it. Well, I yeah, I see, that's the that is the problem with it is that it's it's the perfect thing that they can kind of rally behind, mm-hmm. calling it the exactly. Chinese virus, and and it, you know it pisses off the liberals and right. Uh, but like I think what Steve, Steve, what you said is is absolutely true, which is we don't want to lose focus on the fact if you know like the Chinese government mishandled it, and then you know then it would be the Chinese government's virus mm-hmm. right shouldn't we yeah. fix our own shit first this is why i disagree with keeping a target on china we're not gonna do shit we're not gonna do shit to change how china collects their numbers and markets their own shit we were lucky to even get a sample of the virus from them and <laughs> to have any of the information oh, we, we have got more than a sample. we got what You're, we got more than a sample right <laughs> <laughs> But for (laughs) yes, but for a while, right? They like I realize now you're talking about literal infected humans, but there's but 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 before that, even so, right? And after that, there's there's like confirmed reports of them just refusing to share virtually any information. Mm -hmm. And like while that's shitty, it's very shitty and very sad. But also. Our response was so fucking botched. We spent so much time trying to keep that target on China. Meanwhile, we have no PPE in areas we know are going to peak first. We have no plan for getting adequate testing. The CDC completely flopped on that shit. There was like 
zero consolidated effective leadership on it and now our antibody tests aren't going anywhere we're still just trying to get to the point where people aren't getting turned down for fucking not having insurance or like not having traveled to a country and whatever all the stupid like guidelines that our government put down that's making it so our shit's all fucked up too you know sure but i mean yeah i'm I'm not I'm well, not a big yeah. fan of the way that the Trump administration has handled it, but I mean, if you if you look at the data, like nobody's really doing great. Like, yeah, Taiwan, well, Australia, uh, Australia's doing. Well. Pretty sure Taiwan's doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, Taiwan, yeah. South Korea, and I, I guess Australia. And, I mean, and, those, and those Taiwan, are the outliers. Taiwan's one of the more interesting ones too, because they're not uh, they're not a member of the World Health Organization. In fact, mm. I think the World Health Organization like was refusing to give them some information too. Oh, there, not... there's, there's a, that, that's another thing about China that's that's going to come out of all this is like their oversized influence in the World Health Organization and how they helped the cover up and like yeah, it, it's a whole thing. Like that, there, like it, it, there is going to be like a scandal level of how whoever from the World Health Organization like is clearly. I mean, it looks like, from what I'm reading, it seems like they're trying to play it off as, like, China lied to the World Health Organization, but I think it's the World Health, I think it's collusion, as in just in terms of, they probably were just, like, paid off or something, you know? Paid paid off and not do their due diligence to try to stop the whole thing? I, I don't know what who's, but what, I don't know what they're supposed to do. And I don't know how you stop an epidemic. But I'm sure, you know, at a certain level that it was mismanaged and, and yeah. you know, they definitely didn't do what they were supposed to. Yeah, uh, they were also you know, helping spread China's lies like pretty late exactly. in the game. Like saying there wasn't any evidence exactly. of human, human transmission when it turns out they knew that was bullshit for weeks. Like, yeah, they were that, spreading that, their lies. Yeah. Did, did you guys see that interview? Some some reporter was like doing a Skype interview with uh, one of the representatives from the, the WHO. And she got to a question where she asked him about Taiwan and he just hung up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's, I think at first he was like, did you say Thailand? And then <laughs> and then he hung up. Yeah. It's <laughs> and that's because like. Taiwan's actually been. I have a friend that's in that one of my buddies that I used to drink with all the time when I was in China. He lives in uh, Taiwan, and uh, we actually haven't really talked. But when I reached out to him, he said he's like, "Yeah, we're fine. Taiwan's fine. It's, it was. It seemed like it was business as usual. This was maybe a month ago, but uh, he was like, they ca- they were able to really just keep an eye on uh, like people coming in." And I think a lot of it was because they don't have to listen to the World Health Organization. They kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they kind of yeah. were like, we have to independently uh, do this ourselves because we're not allowed. Or they're not a part of the UN. They're not a part of who. They're not a part of. Uh-huh. But does I mean, who doesn't have any like actual control over what a country does? That's the other thing. No, is, yeah, they're they don't supposed have... to be a trusted source globally for health recommendations. And instead right. of giving accurate health recommendations, they were parroting Chinese propaganda. Do you right. have do you have any sources that would suggest that there was any foul play behind that? Uh, I, I I'm definitely gonna try to find some for you. Yeah, because I I truly just don't know. I mean, for the only thing I I 
I hear so many fucking Bill Gates conspiracy theories. Oh my God, isn't that great? And one of the ways that they're connecting him is his reverence for China that people are saying he has and that he's like the second highest funder of the World Health Organization and all this shit. So I'd love to like read whatever proof quote unquote is out there that people are like operating off of just to kind of delineate. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah the noise well if you want proof you've come to the wrong podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's true i like <laughs> yeah that's, that's so true yeah well i okay what about do you think how much of a bad how 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 much of what's happening in the u.s namely new york new jersey and now michigan um is is trump's fault do you guys think? Uh, I think. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I it, it's very clear that he didn't prepare. You know that it, in while we were staring at this in the face as it was like slowly making its way across the ocean to us, you know, we didn't really do much, and that that does fall on him. But that being said, like I don't know, with something like a virus, you're talking about a virus in a population of people. You can't blame that on a single person right, but us right. being yeah. a, a virus is going to spread i mean once I, like i don't even think i don't know how you go about really stopping a virus but you just you can't blame it on on one person so it's it's, it's not his fault that the coronavirus is here or yeah. even to some degree how bad it is but then there is the other thing which is that you know he didn't stock up or prepare he didn't right. uh you know or, or he didn't is that thing about him getting rid of uh, like disaster relief or the the I, I was reading you know it was like oh he got rid of our uh f- pandemic 100 percent, that's true he dissolved the pandemic council basically that is true because i thought i saw something that said that wasn't true yeah well, it was part the, of the way they're saying it is they absorbed it into a different agency and streamlined it which i don't know who knows? Right. But he was probably was like, oh, "What are we ever going to use this thing for? Let's save some money." Yeah, uh, you know. And then in the time when it was yeah, like, "Hey, maybe we funded the CDC right before, like right before this all happened." He did what? He defunded the CDC right before. Yeah, so it's like shit like that. That's like, you know, this probably could be a lot better. I think with yeah. a more competent president but i I don't know i I don't think i I can't can't blame him for it there was there i i don't think there would have been a way for him to stop it from getting you know obama would have stopped it (laughs) 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 to me that's silly (laughs) my take is basically the same as mike's like I, i don't think he's done a very good job and i think he's generally an incompetent person anyway but i also he he's not the president of italy spain france uk or all the other yeah. countries that are doing even worse than us. So it's like, I wish we had somebody better, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend all day on Twitter, like doing Trump all caps because of it either. You know, like yeah. it's a global pandemic. It sucks. And not, not too many countries are doing well. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. It's what? just so ironic because the whole globe was looking to the United States as you know, presumably the best country in the world. Um, Were they? I kind of feel like everyone knew this was going to be a shit show from the start. I mean, so much so that the rest, uh, every like 
I mean, they put out a call that said, if you're an American that lives abroad, essentially talking to every expat, they said you should come back to America. And out of all of the people I know that are expats, they were one actually came home because of this. He was scared to be in Cambodia, <laughs> but <laughs> but everyone else was like, "No, we're taking our chances." And some yeah. and and I know like people in China, <laughs> you know, they were like, "No, we'll take our chances over here." Yeah, Yeah, not many. <laughs> Trump asking an expat to come back is like your creepy uncle being like, "Just come stay with me. You'll be fine." I've been here before, and I have successfully left never to return i feel like it's um i read it i forget what article i was reading it was like some fat ass op-ed that like the atlantic or washington posted or something but in terms of the capability that the u.s was presumed to have had just in terms of resources and messaging i guess that's and this is like maybe outside of even thinking about trump specifically but in general the United States of America, as an idea, people around the globe assume that we're going to have our shit together. And just the fact that we, like, botched the first response so bad. Because, <laughs> like, Italy got you, – you list off countries that got hit before we did. We had mm. so long. And he was actively – him and all of his people were actively going on camera saying everyone was going to be fine and it wasn't going to be an issue. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did not do a good job. But no. to be fair, like, ha- had he been competent and had he done what he was supposed to do back in like late January, people would have been freaking out and calling him a, a, an authoritarian and a dictator. Like, it, 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 it's 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 a it's a no win either way. Like, it turned out he was. I don't know. I don't know if they would have. I think I have to disagree with that, especially when countries around the world are doing it. You know, well, look at look at the reaction though. Like January thirty first, he he did uh, put put travel restrictions to China and everybody freaked out and called him a racist. Like, yeah, that's not domestic policy though. I'm just talking about our domestic response, especially. So if, if in, in, in early January, Donald Trump had been like, all right, nobody can leave their house. Yeah. Uh, nobody can gather in groups of more than five. Everybody, people would have been like, what are you talking about? You crazy dictator. Well, that's not how it is now either. And I guess I'm just saying that it should have I been mean, like, it is. I got now. a misdemeanor for walking my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you knew the rules. But yeah, I, it's like he's not coming out saying that now. Just whatever messaging he's saying now, he should have been saying back then. And I don't think that people would have freaked the fuck out at least not anyone no, i don't i that. disagree yes people. a real disagreeing <laughs> <laughs> this one's real people okay uh, <laughs> um i think what did you say again i got so excited I, I, <laughs> I um i was saying that i don't think that had he said and issued the same orders that are ordered now in terms of staying at home when it started. I don't think that many more different, like all the people that are freaking out now are the same. Oh, okay. Right. No panic. I think people panic. I don't think there ever would have been a way to avoid, uh, 
you know, like, you know, uh, the bread and toilet paper being gone and all the lines and the just general like hoarding of supplies. I don't think, I don't oh, think yeah. we could have prevented that. I, agree I feel like the panic, the panic is just, there, there would have been no way to, there would have been more panic actually if, you know, if he just came out right away and was like, no groups of 10 or more, you know, they, did you notice they like, I, they were slowly rolling everything yeah. out. It was 250. Mm-hmm. The next day it was 10. You know, and they said two weeks, but that was just to say two more weeks and like, yeah, to de- decrease the amount of panic. You know, like when they that first, uh, you know, like no more, no more people, um, no more than two hundred and fifty people came out. Like, I mean, for a second, were you like, oh, the, this is the worst it's going to be? It was kind of like, nah, I bet by next week it's going to be no more than fifty or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. dude, I was doing the weekend at ACC and. It was so wild because it was like everything was transpiring that weekend. The rooms were like, you know, some nights it was still pretty full, but just like way low attendance compared to what would have been a sold out weekend. And how quickly everything changed, even from Thursday to Saturday, was fucking Uh crazy. It was like we started the weekend being like, eh, it's okay if we shake hands and you end the weekend being like, we definitely should not be shaking hands. We should oh, definitely be For elbowing. Sure. And, and like, just, yeah. yeah. I saw you that weekend. I feel like I saw you, I was, I saw you like every night that weekend. That was with Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It was just it like, did. oh yeah, that's right. You got to, yeah, you were hanging out. So it was, it was just so crazy because, even them being here, you know, I don't know if you remember, like, Sean, Sean had, like, a, you know, family friend uh, that was sick in the hospital trying to, like, figure out if it was COVID, and they couldn't get her a test because she didn't meet all of the fucking exact criteria that I imagine trickles down from the Trump administration or some office he oversees. Well, that might, yeah, I mean, that's, but that uh, would come back just to, uh, limited amounts of tests right that's why you know it's just which is is it, you only have so is many. it limited amounts or is it because he wants the numbers to be low yeah i don't know i don't know it could be you know you have to you have to wonder but like my aunt at it uh, really oh my god yeah i was very nervous she's like she's she's like 500 pounds no i shouldn't say that hyperbolically fat shame your own aunt <laughs> she's a big girl uh, <laughs> uh in her, she's in her 70s overweight diabetes asthma you know everything that's just like you don't want this to get close to and yeah. uh, she was in the hospital for a week and a half, maybe two weeks. God, that's wow. scary. Uh, I know. She just, but she went home a couple of days ago. Oh my where, god! Where, where I'm so is she in New York? Yeah, in Long Island, right, right in like Nassau County, right outside the city, Whoa, where, they, so where they're getting like fucking... hit real hard. I know. It's yeah, just crazy. Yeah. I don't know what she does. I, like, how did she get it? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, it's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, clearly, she's not moving around. <laughs> like i don't know where what her day she doesn't have uh, you know what i guess i don't know that's the thing i was surprised <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. crazy well, I'm, I'm glad she's okay seriously yeah. Yeah. yeah my whole all my family's in new york 
Oh my well, god! Going, going back to what we were talking about earlier, then, like I think, like specifically when you, when it gets to New York, like it gets harder and harder to blame that on Trump when you look at how the mayor handled that situation. Right, like he was encouraging people cool. to go out until like two weeks ago. De Blasio. People, oh, yeah, De Blasio. Yeah, De Blasio. The Chinese New Year parade. Otherwise, you're a racist. Wait, yeah, but that, I do De, not De think that's true. Uh, it's it's somewhat true actually, De Blasio. But I think I mean, that was I'm, more I'm like a. There's yes, but but you're and I think a lot of that was just because like uh, De Blasio and Cuomo don't like each other, and yeah. so because Cuomo's getting so much attention, De Blasio is just like whatever he says, we don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm New yeah. York City. Yep. Yep. Wait, let me see. Yeah. Okay. Let me see thousands. I'm just fact checking this because <laughs> again, sorry, breaking. We have computers in front of us. We kind of don't have an excuse, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we normally don't have computers in front of us, so we just kind of say bullshit and hope it's right. But it, Yeah, oh, don't worry. I've done plenty of that. Uh, I just farted really loud. Did you guys hear that at all? You yep. farted really loud? You did? Did you actually? <laughs> I can fucking smell it. Yeah, okay, smell perfect. <laughs> sorry. I just need to know if I need to edit any of this out. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> <laughs> not gonna listen to it <laughs> okay. just gonna wing it you're just gonna let it go live yeah. okay let's see mayor bill de blasio and other officials jammed a stage on hester street on mott street the heart of chinatown this cannot be a current article two Within months last month. ago you are gonna be very surprised two months ago two, two months yeah oh, two then, months ago and that's not what we're talking about then Here, the I'll coronavirus scare cast a Paul? I've never heard that. P-A-L-L? A Paul. Upon much of the Lunar New Year festivities this year, but the February 9th celebration of the Year of the Rat was as festive as ever, as revelers <laughs> celebrated from one end of the neighborhood to the other. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Probably. Because I know when yeah. all this was going down and they were just starting to shut everything down, uh, de Blasio was, was encouraging New Yorkers to like get out in the streets and like uh, yeah, but that yet, was like yeah, uh, yeah. probably a month ago, like slightly more. But yeah, it was definitely in March when things were closing down. Jesus, I did not see that. Maybe just same thing I'm with Boris. Him. Did you see Boris Johnson did that? There was one day I was like in the beginning of all this. Yeah. And I was oh reading, yeah. And it was like Boris Johnson was like herd mentality. Yes, and then he changed it to <laughs> herd immunity. Right? Sorry, herd immunity. And then the next day, <laughs> changed it. And then like a week later, he gets it. I love What's that crazy is Sweden is still doing that. Did you guys hear about that? Who? Sweden. Yeah, Sweden is still there. Just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Sweden's I, I, hanging I out. think it's going to work out well for them, but uh, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, Japan Japan was doing it too, but then I heard it looks like Japan took a kind of a turn. Let's see. Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo continue their back and forth on the closing of New York City's public schools for the rest of the academic year. On Saturday, de Blasio announced that schools would be closed. A few hours later, Cuomo said not so fast because he yeah, wants they, to. They just, they're just they're, constantly They're having arguing. a pissing contest, yeah. yeah. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cu- Cuomo's not a very... I don't know many people that like Cuomo either. He's kind of a scuzzy dude. It's amazing. Like, it's amazing the media coverage he's getting right now too. Because like, I love yeah. him right now. I fucking I know. He's love. Gonna, his he's gonna run for president. Is. He's but, gonna run for president why? in four years. Why do I love and, them? 
Yeah, and I'm not even saying he's doing a bad job. I think everybody's doing, doing as a, well as they can. I think he's doing a relatively good job, actually. He's doing an amazing job. There, yeah. if you, I listen to them every single day. He goes over facts in the beginning. He goes over the general like main issue of the day, basically that their task force is facing. He goes over what they've done literally that day or the last day to achieve the things that they said they were going to work on, like only three days ago. And then he has all of these positive, uplifting words to say at the end for like the last ten minutes. They're like the best things ever. I mean, and, and that that might be true, and he might be doing no, the best job that he possibly can. But just imagine if a Republican were the governor of the state that's by far having the worst coronavirus outbreak. Do you think he'd be getting the same glowing coverage? They'd be saying this dude's this dude's doing a terrible job. More people have died in New York than every other state combined. That's what they'd be saying. Like. And again, I well, don't think he's doing that bad a job. It's just it's crazy to me that he's getting all this credit when his his state's doing worse than everybody by far. A Republican well, he, wouldn't be advocating for the kinds of things though that Cuomo's advocating for. That's going to help. But I guess is it helping them? Like, like he's trying to work? dissolve the borders between private and public hospitals, and he keeps talking about how essential that is. A Republican would never fucking do that. Never go for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's several other Republican governors currently right now that don't have almost 10,000 people dead in their state. And again, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying he's doing a bad job. I just think it's it's weird. Like, by the numbers, he's doing worse than everybody else by a pretty significant margin. <laughs> I, I, so I, is it Cuomo's fault? Yeah. I, which maybe. I don't think it is. I think he's probably doing the best he can. Right. No, but I'm more talking about, like, the coverage. If yes. you look, I was I looked this up real quick the other day because I was thinking about it. If you look up the top ten most uh, densely populated cities in uh, the United States, nine out of ten of them are New York, the New York City area. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at why New York is so dramatically worse, it's just straight up the number. It's the most densely populated. It's one of the most densely populated cities in the world, but it by far yeah. is in America. Uh, not to mention, it's just a huge center. It's a it's a hub for the whole entire oh, yeah. world. Everyone's like coming. I'm, I'm, I think he's doing the best he yeah. can. Like but, the controlling yeah. it in New York is going to be next to. It's going to be the, the hardest place in the country to control it because you're also it's a city that has like three million commuters every day. Mm-hmm. Going out into Long Island, up and north, uh, or you know, down into Jersey, it's it's yeah. there's and three international millions of people moving in and out of the city. It's not just mm-hmm. millions of people in the city. It's millions of people leaving the city into the suburbs. Like, it's just going to spread. That's the place. Not to mention that they have two of the biggest, like, international airports. JFK and Newark are both serve New York City. Yeah. What yeah. do you guys think about flying right now? Because, like, my... So, my mom is on the other side of the country in Pennsylvania alone. And, like, our dog oh, just died. And, like, it fucking sucks. Oh, and she's, like, completely alone. And... She's independent and she's doing fine, but like she had a ticket booked for the 15th, I think it was, just before all this shit started. And now she's like, do I come there in quarantine just to be on the West Coast? Or, yeah, you know, right. even though that's like, that's non essential travel though. And so I feel like the correct answer would be, you know, absolutely not like stay there. But I don't know. What do you guys think about like, scenarios like that i guess travel that's not essential but right i mean i would give it a couple more weeks at least 
Yeah. Yeah. But just in general, also. Sorry, I know that sounded like I a, don't know. Like calling I, Martha for advice thing, but just in general, like, <laughs> like yeah. Should, what do you think people should do that might be getting super antsy in like? Yeah, so we're, we're reaching that. We're reaching that point now where it's like people are gonna wanna. I tell you, you what, I've been doing. I, I I started doing Postmates. Like, if you got a car, you might as well do Postmates just to get out of the house. Yeah, and get a little bit yeah. Of cash. Oh, I wasn't sure if you were like literally doing Postmates when you said that the other day. So that's. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> so you have a you have a full time job still though, right? Yeah, like so far, but just in uh-huh. case, I got this little backup yeah. thing. What a what a fiscally responsible motherfucker. He's like, wow, I have opportunity well. for growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting? I guess if you break it down technically, I'm making more money in uh, the economic downturn than I was before. Yes. But yeah. yeah. Oh, so I have change in a week. I don't know where um, I'm gonna end up. I could end up on top or I can end up real far down. I've gotten in terms uh, of like finances? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you playing online poker or something? Or what? Playing online poker. I was. Steve, you weren't playing tonight? I wanted to play, but. uh... (laughs) I didn't play at all this week. When's the next one? Uh, um, Two days from now. Yeah, I'm in that one for sure. Anyways, um, was. uh, Oh, no, I run an Airbnb. I did. Oh. Oh, yeah. How's that going right now? Is it just shut down? Yeah. So what? Like. It totally shut down right now. Uh, everyone's canceled. It's it destroyed me. It's really really uh, scary. But uh, yeah. at, when it was first kind of un- was happening, people were canceling, you know. And I'm like watching all of these people cancel. And then I had this like, you know, after the first wave of like we got to self quarantine, I was like, can I? Should I still be? Ru-? You know, I had to make a decision of like, do I run it or shut it down? And then the decision was kind of made for me because so many people were. But it was, uh, you know, um, canceling. But it wasn't until like there was one night, and I felt bad because the guy, <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't notice this until he was, uh, at least in the in the air here. But he was coming from Washington. He's coming from Seattle, and this was like right in the beginning when it was really bad, and like the big breakout was in Seattle. And I was like, I have to cancel on this guy. Like I can't, yeah. you know, I can't, I can't be. I got too many things. Yeah, and I, I felt real bad, but I had to cancel on the guy like last minute. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and since then, I don't think I've had anyone. Uh, yeah, I haven't had anyone come in. Wait, so you own so that house doing... like in your name? Yeah, not exactly. We, we don't. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, luckily, luckily my, my landlord doesn't know what Patreon is, so she's not. I don't think. Have to worry about them finding this. I feel like Mike. Mike needs to write a fucking book. He's a fucking weird ass life. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, there's a lot of weird things going on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. It was, it, I forgot. Oh, I oh. So I was going. I work at a coffee shop, and I stopped. I stopped working because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like the best thing to do is less people. And this was what I was going to say in response to your traveling. Mm-hmm. which was I was like the best thing I think I could do right now. And this was again in the beginning, like March, I'm talking about like March 9th or 10th or whatever. I was like, I'm, I'm going to stop going to work at the coffee shop uh, because I just feel like the less people moving around, the better. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the coffee shop has had the best month we've had ever. Really? We're breaking records. Oh my God. Yeah. We break records every, every week. We're like what, getting takeout? 
Yeah, uh, coffee beans. People just want to mm. load up on coffee beans. Ah, okay. Yeah, tons of tons of retail. We're going through like three, four times the amount of coffee. Uh, yeah, we 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 went through before, and uh, after two weeks, because I was getting anxious. Now I go back once a day. I go back once a week. Like I work today mm-hmm. at, the, at the coffee shop because I'm like, well, hey, I need money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but after like you know what I did was I was like I got I want to just see because right now in the beginning I was like you know people not moving right now could be very critical to the you know progression of this thing. Mm-hmm. So I but now I'm like you know what it's we're I think if you look at it now we're we're definitely uh, you know we're not increasing the number of new cases every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the number of deaths is getting really high but it's not growing exponentially yeah, we're at by the peak, it, it would seem at New York. We're, we're definitely peaking and all that stuff so it's like now i'm like eh, i can go back once a week maybe even twice a week you know mm-hmm. where I, so in terms of traveling like i i i mean i'm not gonna say you should but i don't think it's i think i would have been more like don't do it two weeks ago three weeks ago when we were sitting there going because to me it's all about like we don't know what's going to happen yeah. And at that point, we don't know how bad it's going to be. So at that point, even, you know, no matter, like, that's the point we really got to be cautious. But it looks like now how much longer this is going to be and all that other stuff. But I would say we're, we're definitely in the point of the horizon where you can, we're not exponentially growing anymore. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really been this week at all. And so now I'm like, eh, okay, you know what? Don't, I wouldn't recommend traveling all the time, I don't think. But if you're going right. to travel, you, you know, your mom wants to get out here. Like I feel like that's not a big deal. Yeah, I think my my gut though, and my brain honestly is still just like adhere to all the guidelines as much as possible, and I don't think she's gonna wind up coming out anyway. But I I, I do. I think... would say that. Yeah. Huh? Like how, how old is your mom too? She's in her fifties, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so does she really want to be? No, yeah, yeah no, I, I more so, I guess, am posing the question. I think it's pretty decided in our family that, like, she's just going to stay there. But has she just been morally, stuck there for two months? I guess morally, I'm posing the question because I know there's a lot of families that are dealing with the concept of just their loved ones being literally across the country and, like, what that means in oh, terms yeah. of resources for each other. Like, my little, we have a, we have a whole house that my family is just renting in Fullerton because my sister was going to school there. My mom was like helping get that all set up and, you know, getting like roommates and, and everything. And and now it's like my sister's down here in San Diego. My mom's in Pennsylvania. And my dad's just paying rent on like a three bedroom house in Fullerton for like. <laughs> and so then it's like assuming this all goes back to normal, they're going to either number one. They're going to have to eventually stop paying rent and move out all of their shit, which is expensive as fuck and probably really hard to do service-wise. And then if they don't do that, he's just going to keep paying rent on this empty fucking house. And then when things do get back to normal, you know, you'd like for them to be able to move into it again. But have it, yeah, it's, it's just it's like a logistical thing, I guess, where the argument is public health-wise, don't do it. And you're just going to have to eat all of the other consequences that come with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely wouldn't do it if you don't have to. Totally. Yeah, no, she doesn't but, have to. So she's not. I'm I'm 99% sure she's not going to come. Although I do want to take an empty plane. I do want to fly on an empty plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that? I, I've come close once where there was like, you know, enough room to like r- lie down. 
<laughs> like put your, you know, just lie down in the all across all the seats. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I was reading something about the the airlines have to like maintain a minimum amount of flights, so they're running like empty flights around the country. Oh, it's that sick. sounds yeah. fucking great. What the fuck? Yeah, That's you. They have so to maintain dumb. a minimum amount of flights to like qualify as a like airline that can get uh, aid or something. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Oh my god! They need like minimum of five flights, I think, to a week to like one city in order to. Uh, yeah, look That's into great. that. They're basically yeah, just like. Putting an aerosol can in front of a sail and just letting it fucking rip. Indefinitely. <laughs> like, just go it's fly like an aerosol around. factory. Yeah. It's like an aerosol factory. Just <laughs> that, being oh, said, that, that is one of the, the, the plus sides of, of the COVID is apparently pollution is way down right now. Like there's no smog oh, in God. LA. Apparently it's, it's, San it's Diego. lovely outside if you only go. I can see the difference in San Diego. Yeah. Hmm. It's fucking For beautiful. Sure. I... I wish, outside of the devastating health and economic consequences of all of this, given exactly what you guys are talking about, if the world could come together, which is the fucking <laughs> most kumbaya <laughs> artist in this <laughs> if every, Go if back to Burning Man, Jordan. Yeah. If everybody could just decide to like, come, come together and then basically have countries go on their own month-long siestas or something like alternating and then just make it so the global economy like can account for that it would it would there's seismic changes in the earth's like vibrations because there's less ambient like seismic mm. activity that humans generate and apparently that has an effect on how our like the tectonic plates actually move so we're like it's literally changing how the wow. earth is moving. That is crazy. I didn't even it's, think about it, but I, I believe it. It's insane. Just the amount of vibrations. Yeah, just the vibrations moving through the earth. Fucking crazy. That's crazy. What yeah. is it? A, and it's a problem. We have to have a, have country long siestas. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, for the vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll, it'll be a PSA campaign and Marky Mark can be the front man <laughs> come on, uh, come I, on. Fucking, I love that I love that song so much not the Marky Mark song oh yeah <laughs> I don't give a shit about the Marky Mark song uh, okay well it is past two hours and I guess we're getting a bit Joe Rogany in our run times oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah. All right. So, well, any last minute? Thank you for all of your wisdom that you you. <laughs> Do you have anything? Uh, did you I even? Plug? Do you have any uh, shows that got canceled that you want to plug anyway? Yeah, all of them. Every show I was supposed to perform at uh, the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store and the Hollywood Improv. All of them. <laughs> Like most of April and May. Media you want to plug or anything? Uh, <laughs> yes, I need followers on Instagram. I uh, haven't posted anything in a week, um, but <laughs> it is at hi I'm Mike. You're in. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it's at hi I'm Mike Comedy. H I I M Mike Comedy on Instagram. That's all, all I got right. to plug. I don't have anything else. <laughs> Well, guys, we get the best of the best. Right <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please, it's all I have. 
<laughs> uh, no, this was this was cool. I um I personally have you done any virtual shows? I'm sorry if that's off topic, but now I'm curious. Uh, I have only done the one with Colton Harpy that more or less was just a broadcast Skype session, and that was fun. But um, I haven't. Have you? I did one of Kashif Habib's show, his How tavern one. He moved up. There was like 55 people in the the Zoom meeting. That's so fun. And, and like, uh, what? Was it comics or real people in, in the Zoom? No, real people. Real people. He has a network. Could could you like like I recommend reaching out to him? And like, did it feel like you were doing so that? Was, you know what it was was like I would say in in Zoom. You've used Zoom where you can see so like. You can put it on the group view and you can see everybody. And I would say maybe 10, 11, 12 people had their videos on. Mm-hmm. And so then I could see them laughing. And mm-hmm. it was weird, like, trying to time my punchlines. You know how you, like, time you time your, your – you know the timing is based off the laugh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I was trying to do that but by watching a video of them each in their own little bubble. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't hear him laugh, but I figured if I could see them laughing, I'd be able to <laughs> gauge, right. you know, like when, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But sometimes you could hear him laugh, and I, overall, I thought it was actually pretty fun hmm. and had a good time, and it looked like they were enjoying it. Yeah, you should reach yeah. out to him. Yeah, Cash seems like a really nice guy. I think they're Fridays, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Friday night yeah. is when you did it, I think. I think so. I think yeah. so, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to remember. Yeah, that's cool. I fucking hope stand-up comes back in some big way when this is all done. I'm fucking dying. Uh, are there rumors that it's not coming back? Yeah, dude. You, you listen to Tim Dillon? <laughs> that man is so you fucking... you think Madhouse is going to be open after this? God, I don't know. I mean, I hope I so. I hope so. Obviously. Yeah, I, hope so. I mean, I hope so, but... Dude, Robert... <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve Robert... you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, hey. I want to stay open. I want a place to perform, but Jesus. Like, uh, it's uh, very yeah, I want that. Yeah. Wait, guys, this podcast is three former Madhouse employees. What do you mean former? I still work there. Oh, wait, Not I guess I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't work there anymore. You're right. <laughs> I did get, I did get <laughs> the letter. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't yeah, know. I like... I'll... On the topic of Madhouse, I feel like he is a wizard of persistence. So yeah. there will some it will it will rise again. Madhouse so. will never be Madhouse isn't going down. I mean, I, I think they're think they've been open, uh, you know, doing burgers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And like, yeah, Robert's smart. He's like, obviously, everybody has their own memories with Madhouse, but. I think if one thing's true, it's that he knows how to keep a club open. It's definitely been open. Yeah, um, I, I'm still. Yeah, I still feel like I don't know. I still feel too new to the scene. I guess it's been a year and a half, maybe. But like, I haven't been here long enough to see those cycles. Oh well, I mean, it's just there's always times that go by where it's like, oh, I don't know if yeah. Manhattan is going to be able to stay open through this, and every single time he winds up staying open, and he's still like finds ways to stay open when he's giving us so much stage time with all the mic nights and shit on nights that yeah. probably don't make oh, it yeah. funny. So yeah. whatever he does, he always manages to like stay afloat. Yeah, for us. Knock on wood. It is for oh. us. <laughs> no. But the comedy um, store, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make it through this. Dude, the comedy store, so they did a thing where they're paying... Yeah, they're just like... They're treating it really well. They're treating everybody. What are they doing? 
Oh, are they like paying you some little? Yeah, they're like, taking care like of. Like the taking average. Yeah, like the average paycheck that like you were getting and stuff for like a certain amount of time. Oh, like, that's super sweet. Yeah. So they're and then. Yeah, and like Jose and Ryan, the managers of the La Jolla store, they're just like super cool. And Mike Vin is always asking if everybody's okay and if they need oh, anything. That's right, yeah. yeah, so oh, you you still work there, yeah? I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then um yeah, I know Robert well, I don't wanna I don't wanna reveal he gave a certain resource to a certain person. And it's a resource that's hard to come by, so I don't want to reveal any of his goodwill. But he's also doing cool things for everybody. Um, I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> very cryptic. <laughs> but as a Madhouse employee, I will be upset if I don't get anything now. <laughs> I, now I am entitled to something that I'm unaware of. But... <laughs> Okay. Well, it's it's not surprising that the a current employee has no idea what's going on. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Robert, we love you. <laughs> and, yes. I know uh, you're listening, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, go comedy. It's the fucking best. I hope. I love it. Yeah. I miss it. I miss it very much. I'm gonna come in my pants when we get to do it again. I can't wait. I really I was thinking about it today. I yeah. really can't wait. Yeah. But uh but yeah, cool. Okay. I think that's been Mike Friedman and That's it. There we go. Steve, you got do you have any final words? Um no, I guess we we could uh you know f- follow us on Twitter at at the I disagree pod and uh if you want to help us get some better equipment so we can uh do better remote podcasts. Uh, hit us up at patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. And Fuck thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Be well. All right. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Mike. So are, are we still are we still recording? I'm so confused. <laughs>